What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of the Tricky Takes podcast presented by Phantom Sports. My name is Billy. I've got my co-host with me, Austin. What's up, everybody? And we've also got Connor with us. How y'all doing? Man, we're really excited to get this podcast started. It's been a long time coming. A lot of scheduling issues, logistical issues. We're finally here. Though. How y'all feel about it? Y'all ready? Glad we could make it in time for uh, the season to start. Didn't want to start after week one. I was going to say, I thought we'd be a little late. <laughs> yeah, we're right on time. So quick little overview of what we're going to be covering in this podcast. We're going to be a general sports podcast covering whatever's in season. So right now, you know, coming into football season, we're going to be really geared towards a lot of fantasy content. Um, and then just overall, just general football, uh, you know, stats, uh recaps everything like that so everything football is basically what we're going to be hitting on nfl and college we're also going to be diving into a little playoff baseball here in the next month or so uh we'll get into nba once that comes around and uh, we're just going to be covering sports all around so we're looking to have a good time doing it hope you guys enjoy it so a little bit about what today is going to bring we're going to start off uh reviewing you know the 53-man roster cuts who we uh, saw get cut, who we saw get added to some teams, some big moves, uh, anything that surprises us, some big names getting cut, whatnot. Then we're going to move into more of a fantasy aspect of everything, kind of pick some hills to die on. So we each got some players that we're real, willing to put the house on this year, see um, how we feel the way we do about them, who agrees, who disagrees. Then we're going to move into a little preseason award show, kind of pick our pick our preseason award winners, go through MVP, Opoi, Depoy, all that good stuff. Then we'll finish it out just with a little college football talk. We got the Pitt game on right now. Pitt and uh, West Virginia going right now, a couple other games. So get ready for some college football as well. So, Connor, you want to take us through some of your 53-man roster cuts we got going on here? I will. We're going to start right over here in the, uh, the AFC East with the Dolphins. Uh, they cut Sony Michelle and Preston Williams, and they also put Byron Jones on the pup list. So uh, that'll be a, a good little wide receiver matchup to watch out for. We won't have to be worried about him at first. Uh, the Jets released LaMichael Pirine and Tevin Coleman, and the Bills released Duke Johnson and O.J. Howard, and they also put Trey White on the pup list. O.J. Howard the, now on the Texans. He just got yes. picked up by them. Yes, that, that'll be something to watch, possibly. Uh, over in the AFC South, we got the Jags trading away LaVisca Chenault over to the Panthers, and they cut Laquan Treadwell. Uh, the Texans released Marlon Mack, which is massive for Damian Pierce. The Damian Anyone Pierce shooters yeah. are stoked. <laughs> yeah, it's static right there. Anybody that took him late in a dynasty or fantasy draft already, got to be hyped for Another, uh, another big AFC South move, Texans signed Tyler Johnson, recently cut by the – Yes, and Chris Conley. And Chris Conley, a lot of needed wide receiver help there also. Mm, see, I'm big on Nico this year, and I don't like all these <laughs> all these receivers added to the Texans. I'm, I am praying for this Nico Collins breakout. Nico's solid. I like yeah. him. He, he's solid. Over in the – I'll say about Nico. <laughs> yeah. Over in the AFC North, you got the Ravens signing Kenyon Drake, uh, adding a little depth to that 
very, very injury-prone running back room they got hey, there. Hold on. F's in the chat for the Ravens mascot, ACL injury. Yes. R.I.P. Poe. I, hey, uh, I was predicting him to have a, a beak out year this year. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Starting off with this already, Freed. Okay. Steelers are keeping Calvin Austin, and they cut Anthony McFarlane. Calvin Austin then, dynasty, look out for him. Not this in the year, but once you know, when too close takes over. Yeah, he's gonna need a. He loves that underneath weapon. He can't throw it very far with him tiny baby hands. He's got. Yeah. Hey, hey. hey, did y'all see the stuff about the uh, Amazon Prime football? Yes, the bullet. Yeah, the bullet. Kenny Pickett would have loved that football if it Hall was of Fame quarterback with that football. <laughs> Kenny Pickett's hands are average. Yeah, huge, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Massive. Yeah, exactly. Almost too big. <laughs> the Browns released Josh Rosen shortly after signing him and uh, added Kellen Mond over to the AFC West. We got the Raiders releasing Kenyon Drake. Uh, big for any Zamir White owners right there. Zamir White will have that starting job by the end of the season. Uh, I agree. I mean, the, everything is saying that they don't like Josh Jacobs that much with this new coach staff. It's the last year of his contract. They didn't pick up that option. He'll be in there. Yes. They also uh, cut Alex Leatherwood, who was shockingly one of the worst linemen uh, <laughs> graded in the NFL last year. I heard – did y'all hear he uh, – they tried to trade him to all 31 other NFL teams, and they all said no. I did see that. Yes, I was about to mention that, <laughs> and nobody has any interest in him. I figured he'd get picked up. I mean, he with that pedigree he had coming out of Alabama, um, I figured you know somebody will take a shot at him. But you would think, but uh, we'll see. I, I bet he doesn't make it through the whole season without getting picked up for some depth. The uh, the Chiefs cut. Josh Gordon, which just breaks my heart, you know. The man the man just wanted some weed money. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, and then the Broncos extended Russell Wilson. You know, it's much-deserved contract. Man's going to be there for at least five years. I mean, he's he's got all the weapons around him. I, th I think they'll probably make a deep playoff run this year. It's going to be a good season I'm for us. I'm seeing flashbacks of uh, – Peyton Manning over there not I mean Russell's not Peyton Manning but just I think I think in in this five-year stretch I think they might get a ring that team they got's dangerous that team they have is going to be filthy I mean there's yeah. just no question about that they actually got him now for seven they extended him on top of his two he has remaining on his deal so he's got seven years now in okay Loaded How? receiver room. We'll see if Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy work out, but I mean, he's got a lot of weapons around him, but it's a stacked division, so we'll see. How old's Russ right now? I think he's 32. I think it keeps him there until he's 39. It's a good deal for the Broncos. Yeah, that Walmart money now, they just got bought, bought by the, uh, the Walton family. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that Walmart money is different. They came in beginning of August, is when they came in. And the first thing they do is. Wow. Give Russ that deal. Everybody thought Lamar was going to be the next quarterback. See a big deal. And now it's 
Russ swooping in, taking the third most guaranteed money for a quarterback behind Kyler and Deshaun. So, speaking of which, why have the Ravens not extended Lamar yet? Well, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't get that one. Yeah, I think now with what you're seeing, especially with the Cleveland and Deshaun deal, all these guys are wanting, you know, all this guaranteed money. Yeah. No quarterback ever is going to get two hundred thirty million guaranteed again. I mean, maybe down the road, but like, that's the only way the Browns could have gotten Deshaun. That's the only way. They oh, hundred percent. Trade clause. They gave him all of his money guaranteed back in, loaded the deal because they knew what was going to happen. And so now all these quarterbacks are wanting all this guaranteed money, and uh, I think Lamar's wanting probably like two fifteen guaranteed, and the Ravens are probably around one ninety, two hundred maybe. And he's seeing Kyler, Kyler uh, Murray sitting at 189 guaranteed. Yeah. I don't even have to watch any film anymore. Yeah. yeah. He gets to play Call of Duty on release, too. <laughs> They're probably making Lamar watch film. And he's like, I'll have to do that for another 10 mil. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, they they need to get it done, though, because season's coming up next weekend. And uh, Season's coming up. And, and they need want is Lamar sitting out a week. Yeah. Absolutely. And but also the last thing Lamar wants to do is play and get hurt before he signs a big guaranteed deal. So Yeah, can they franchise yeah. Tampa? I believe they can. I think so. Moving on to the NFC now. We got the the commies releasing running back Jared Patterns Jarrett Patterson and placing Brian Robinson on the uh, NFI list with a possible week five return. After being shot twice, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I just I don't see the week five return. Uh, so initially the reports came out saying, um, you know, he's he could make it back by late season. Um, the non-football injury list, I think, lets him come back like the earliest week five. I don't know if that's physically possible but like with the rules he could come back right yeah with the rules he could but we'll see what they do they might i mean they might try and push him and get him back early depending on how good antonio gibson looks who i mean brian robinson supplanted antonio gibson like oh, in the preseason 100 yeah like ryan was gonna be the dude i mean them releasing Jarrett patterson like i figured after the Brian Robinson trade, you wouldn't do that, or I wouldn't injury, you wouldn't do that. But I guess they just didn't like him enough to keep him. I know that one kind of surprised me too. We'll see. I haven't heard any rumblings that they're looking at any of these other guys who've gotten, uh, like Philip Lindsay or something like that. Like, I haven't heard where if anyone's looking for him, but like, I could definitely see the uh, commanders going and, and looking for a guy like that to pick up. A little back to Lamar Jackson, he's actually entering his fifth-year option year. So this okay. is a fifth-year option. So they, they yeah. took the option. Okay, gotcha. 23 mil guaranteed this year. And then Where does that put him amongst the starting quarterbacks for a salary? I mean, that's up there, but it's not – I mean, it's back in first-round rookie contract money. Yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously, you know, you got Dak, you got Kyler. Derek Carr's up there, Patty Mahomes, A-Rod. Kirk Cousins mm-hmm. makes a lot of money. Kirk Cousins makes Kirk Cousins does make a lot of money. The smart man. You know, he when he goes to grill, you know, he puts aluminum foil down on the grill every time before he uses it. Man's a psychopath. 
<laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I didn't either. Hey, it's not. Hey, it's not as bad as the Chicken Man Commanders rookie quarterback Sam Howell out of Carolina. <laughs> he only eats. He chicken. only eats chicken. And so he's. I've dubbed him the Chicken Man. He needs a uh, Bojangles sponsorship. Is what he needs. <laughs> Bojangles, Chick-fil-A, and Zaxby's fighting for that sponsorship right there. Yeah. All right. Anyway, back to yeah. we back to the Eagles. We're on the Eagles. Yeah. We're on the Eagles. <laughs> We're, uh, they signed LaMichael Pirine, and they claimed Trey Sermon uh, not too long ago. Yeah, that, so, was, uh, that sounds fresh. That's that's very fresh. Uh, I'm I don't know what to think of their backfield anymore. You know, they got a. <laughs> Great running back in Miles Sanders, but it seems like they hate him. And I like okay, Miles. he's he's not great, but he's he's a solid NFL running back. I mean, he won Offensive Rookie of the Year his rookie year. Yeah, he was he was good. He's got pass I mean, catching ability. He can run between the tackles pretty well. He's got speed. Like I I don't know. It's talented it's, overall running back, but they just don't like him. Yeah. Nothing else to say about it. They just don't like him. <laughs> He literally tells people not to draft him. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then Kenneth Gainwell, I like a lot. Uh, I like Gainwell's good. Boston Scott's the most annoying dude for fantasy. <laughs> oh my god! It's like a touchdown every other week. Yeah. Just steal the, so. now the Lamichael P run to me is a lot less interesting than the Trey Sermon just because Lamichael's been around the league. He's not. He he's nothing. Yeah. I mean, he Wait, he, he went to the squad too. That's okay, him. he did go to the pack. Okay, yeah. So he's on okay. the squad. I'm not worried about that. The Trey Sermon deal uh, pickup, that's interesting. Word in 49ers camp was he was actually having a really good camp heading into year two. Everybody remembers last year was their highest uh, drafted running back, but mm-hmm. was quickly supplanted by Elijah Mitchell and uh, didn't play at all on his like first carry in the NFL, got a concussion. Yeah, <laughs> and then never heard yeah. from again. Oh, yeah, it was a fumble, a concussion, and a fumble. <laughs> yeah, and then Shanahan said, "All right, never again." Yeah, so and, Elijah was a dog. I mean, yeah, Elijah, Elijah Mitchell Elijah was a dog. Elijah. He he came out and earned that starting role. So absolutely, but yeah. Trey was looking supposedly, and I don't trust Kyle Han- Kyle Shanahan as far as I can throw him. <laughs> no, but uh, apparently he was looking good this year. Um, and then they cut him. Well, Anything that comes out of a Kyle Shanahan camp, I'm just going to ignore. Yeah, because they they will except, just do whatever except, they want. Except any positive Brandon Ayuk, I will eat that up <laughs> all day like it's chicken and waffles. <laughs> yeah, that that checks out. So the Giants, uh, they released preseason standout quarterback Davis Webb. I thought he was going to take the job uh, back up. I did too. He was crushing it. And Tyrod played like shit. Do they just want a veteran presence in the room or what? I think they're hoping the uh, trainer will like stab him in the lung and give (laughs) some of that magic to Daniel Jones. Um. Because that worked pretty well for uh, J Herb. It so, sure did. Um, maybe maybe they they kept him just to stab him in the lung one time, then they're releasing him. Who knows? <laughs> releasing him to pick Davis Webb back up. Yep. There we go. Over in the NFC South, the uh, the Panthers 
Panthers traded for Chenault, like we talked about earlier. Bucks waived Tyler Johnson. The uh, the Saints released Ian Book and Dwayne Washington, and the Falcons cut Anthony Furtshire and Quadri Olison. Olison? Yeah, I think Lavisco will help out. I mean, if they can use him the right away, he'll be. They'll. I'm assuming they'll kind of use him like a Curtis Samuel Light from a few years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah, very similar. I mean, I don't really put in any stock into what we saw last year out of any Jaguar. No, you can't. Um, so yeah, we'll see what Lavisca can do. See if Baker he can let Baker cook a little more. Over in the uh, the NFC North, the Vikings cut Kellen Mond, like we talked about. The Packers released Etling, uh, so that means Love is still the backup over there. A little, a little surprising. I hadn't seen much out of Love, in my opinion. Uh, and then keeping AJ Jones and or Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon as the only running backs. Yeah, they got uh, nobody behind those two. But honestly, as long as they stay healthy, you don't really need anybody. I mean, those two can handle the full workload. We've seen it before, so I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about seeing that. Yeah, kind of surprising to keep a third running back just in case one of those guys do go down. But you know, it is what it is. So yeah, the Bears put the recently acquired Nikhil Harry on IR, so he'll be out at minimum four games. And the Lions cut Devin Funches, who I totally forgot was still in the league, <laughs> and Jamar Jefferson. Yeah, Devin yeah. is actually running the, at tight end in Detroit. Yep. To, I know. Hold a uh, hold the uh, old his uh, his teammate actually Kelvin Benjamin tried to do the same thing. Yeah, he did. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, both of them. A few too many. <laughs> <laughs> well, Funches was never a small guy, so neither neither of them were. <laughs> yeah. And then last division, we got the uh, NFC West. Jimmy G, the highest paid backup quarterback, probably in NFL history. Probably will remain that way for a very, very long time. And uh, they also cut running backs to Michael Hasty and Trey Sermon and Nate Sudfield as well. Yeah. The, uh, I already talked about the uh, Trey Sermon one, to Michael Hasty one. Yeah. That surprised me. And uh, yeah. now, what the Jimmy G thing does for me is it puts a short leash on Trey Lance. 100%. I mean, they're they're going to give him the shot. He'll get seven weeks, maybe even less. I mean, they're in contention. Mm-hmm. They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Two or three, yeah. Three years ago, maybe. Against the Chiefs. Against they the lost Chiefs. it to the Chiefs. And, uh, they, I mean, they've still got a roster that's capable of making it back there. And uh, I don't see them giving Trey Lance a huge leash no. if he's not playing well. He, he's got to win quick. Mm-hmm. And then the Rams released uh, Jacob Harris. And wrapping up with the Seahawks, they released Freddie Swain and JZJ Arcego Whiteside. I mean, not not really anything crazy there. Uh, neither of them have shown much, so not not really surprised by any of those moves there. Yeah. But now that we've kind of made our way through all the the final roster cut sleepers, anything that surprised us, Austin, why don't you start us off with your hills to die on? All right. So this is going to be a pure fantasy-based thing for me. I'm just going with four players, one at quarterback, one at running back, one at receiver, one at tight end that I am just pounding the table for this year. 
if you want to uh, argue against me, I'm going to die on this hill with my four guys here. And started off with my QB. I'm going with Kirk Cousins. I love Kirk this year. He is being drafted way too late. I'm just super excited about the entire Vikings offense. That's the Vikings fan. Hey, Kevin O'Connell just put on an absolute show in L.A. for the Rams. One, They won the Super Bowl because that offense, you know, was so explosive. Concepts, spreading the ball, moving pre-snap a lot, getting Kirk clean, open looks. And so I'm just super excited everything he's going to do. Best thing to say about Kirk is last year, I believe he finished at like quarterback nine. This year, he's being drafted at QB 15. I don't see him doing any worse than he did last year under that Mike Zimmer offense. I see like that is the absolute floor and then a lot of potential to do better. So I'm reaching and taking him at like quarterback 11, 12, to be honest, just if he's there, I'm grabbing him. I don't, don't want to wait and let someone else take him from me. And then for my running back, I'm going Travis Etienne. Listen, he had the Liz Frank injury last year, but data shows Liz Frank injury. You can come back from it. Fine. Great. Even after, you know, if you give it enough time, a lot of people earlier and, you know, like the 2000s, they were coming back from these injuries a lot quicker and they were thought it was thought of as a lot worse of an injury. But recently teams have decided, you know, they've realized that, hey, it's it's an actual serious injury. It needs to be taken that way. Give ample time off. And then people are now coming back much healthier. On the inverse of that is what James Robinson did. He tore his Achilles. That injury sucks. It sucks the life out of a running back's athleticism. I mean, Arian Foster was one of the best running backs in the NFL. Tore his Achilles, done, career over, out of the league by the next year. And you can see that across all Achilles injuries over the last decade or so. Dudes just don't play well after Achilles started. And we saw it last year. Cam Akers came back really quick. Everybody was surprised he was back and like, wow, this dude's crazy. Looks like people are able to come back from these, you know, better than before. And then he was horrible. I mean, not to say it lightly, he was really really bad when he came back from the injury so i expect james robinson who's i mean he's looking like he's gonna be back from the injury in time for week one two or three like he's he's on track but i don't expect him to do much travis Etienne stud i'm not worried about james robinson role i'm super excited for what Etienne can do my receiver michael pittman jr i love the colts this year matt ryan huge upgrade from what they had last year in carson wentz and matt ryan's contract's big They did not bring him into the room to let him hand off the ball as much as Carson Wentz did last year. They handed it off 499 times last year. (laughs) And you've uh, you've heard a lot of people are are backing off the JT hype a little bit because Frank Reichs came out and said it like, I don't want to hand like we're we're evolving the nfl is not just a handed off league anymore the nfl revolves around the pass they now have a good passer and they have receiving weapons michael Pittman jr is a stud according to uh, matt Harmon's reception perception he has elite route running like it, it goes under the radar he's like 96th percentile against press coverage and he's 88th percentile against zone coverage dude is elite the only thing he's missing in his bag is like deep ball skills and he's he can go up and catch it but he's just not got that speed well alec pierce is the rookie that they drafted in the second round this year he that's exactly what he does alec pierce 
he's elite at at deep ball skills. He runs a four, three, he's huge. And um, I think that combo of Alec Pierce taking the top off and then Michael Pittman, just doing what he does underneath. And then also being a big body for red zone targets. Michael Pittman's going to be a stud. I am taking him everywhere. And then lastly is David Njoku. I'm rocking with him and as my tight end one in a lot of leagues. And I know that's crazy because he's being drafted as like the tight end 15 to 17. Why would you rock him as your tight end one this year? I'll tell you why. David Njoku got the bag this offseason, got paid a lot of money to play tight end for the Cleveland Browns. The only pass catcher even being paid more on his team is Amari Cooper. So when you think about it money-wise, he's the number two option. And his deal like, was just paid this offseason. The deal for Amari Cooper, they traded the, a fifth-round draft pick for Amari Cooper, and they just took the contract. I mean, they, they're paying the contract that he got from the Cowboys. So really – David Njoku has got the most invested by the Browns themselves. And so they're going to get him the ball in a lot of ways, shapes, and forms. Austin Hooper's gone, who was the guy who was kind of holding Njoku down over the last couple of years. If you uh, gave Njoku just half of what Hooper did for fantasy, he's the tight end 12. And that's just half of what Hooper did. And what Hooper did was a lot less valuable than what Njoku was doing so I think it's pretty safe assumption that he'll get at least that tight end 12 which in 12 team leagues is you know worth your being a court uh tight end one but he's not just going to be the tight end 12 this dude has top five tight end potential he reminds me a lot of Dalton Schultz last year so yeah those are my players I got my running back Travis Etienne my quarterback Kirk Michael Pittman at receiver and David Njoku at tight end. Here we go with mine. Starting off, quarterback. Come on now. Jalen Hurts. He was quarterback one through 11 weeks last year. First 11 weeks. Is, I mean, you look at the kid. Starts two games his rookie year, then comes in last year, first year in a new offense. You know, has to learn it, pick it up. He's quarterback one through the first 11 weeks. He's got that dual threat ability. He can run it. He can extend plays. He can throw the ball. He's got an arm. But what makes me so confident in him, A.J. Brown. I mean, you bring in a stud like A.J. Brown to lead that wide receiver room that already has a second year, Devontae Smith, coming along with a top 10 quarterback or top 10 tight end in Dallas Goddard. I mean, you got a nasty combination there. A lot of weapons. You got pass catching backs, Miles Sanders. You got um, Gainwell, Boston Scott will catch it. Plus, probably the best O-line of football. The guy's protected. He's not going to get dirty. And even when he does have pressure, he's going to be able to roll out, find a receiver downfield, break down the coverage, or he'll take off with it. So Jalen Hurts, my quarterback that I'm willing to bet the house on, is going to win your league this year. Risky pick here. Running back. The quad father, Saquon. So two years now. Off of tearing his ACL. Brian Dable comes in. Brian Dable knows what a successful offense looks like in the NFL. He knows what a successful quarterback looks like in the NFL. Daniel Jones is not going to be that successful quarterback. Okay, I'm not saying that. But 
what I mean, what I am saying is Daniel Jones, unlike what Brian Dable had in Buffalo, cannot carry this team. Josh Allen can put a team on his back, do whatever he wants, and they're going to make the playoffs. Daniel Jones is not that dude. He's going to have to rely on other tar- on other weapons, on other pieces of this offense. Saquon, many people have been saying out Giants camp, he's feeling great. He's looking the best he's looked since his rookie year. And this whole line, they've they've made some moves. Okay, it's not the best O line in the league, but they have improved. They've they've got some new tackles. Uh, you know, up front, I think Saquon can can put it all together this year and get back to at least a shadow of what he looked like before his. ACL tear, which was a 2,000-yard all-purpose guy. So that's my running back, Saquon. Wide receiver, going with Jerry Judy. I mean, look at this offense. They got everything you could want. They got solid running backs. They got a top 15 O-line. They got Russell Wilson at quarterback, all right? Just signed to a big deal. He's going to come in there, and he's going to compete. Then you got Cortland Sutton, a healthy Cortland Sutton, who's also going to take some attention away from Jerry Judy. That's all going to help him. He's already one of the best at separating in the league. He runs good routes. Only thing he really needs to fix is some drops. And if he can fix that, then he's looking good. I mean, really like him. You look at what Russell was working with in Seattle. You had Tyler Lockett as your deep guy. You had DK, you know, doing everything else underneath, cross the field, doing whatever. And I think you know, Corlin Sutton, what we saw before his injury, he was a deep threat guy. And Jerry Judy can now be that guy who runs these underneath routes, runs these, you know, out routes, these posts, these, you know, slants, everything like that. So I think Jerry Judy's going to have a big year. I think he, you know, he's got all the pieces around him now and uh, he's ready for a breakout year. So tight end, going with a couple sleepers, some deep sleepers. First guy, Isaiah Likely in Baltimore. All right, this guy is an athletic freak. Reminds me a lot of Kyle Pitts and Darren Waller type of guys. He's basically a beefed up receiver. He did it the right way, unlike Kelvin Benjamin and, and Devin Funches did it. Um, you know, but this guy's turned a lot of heads so far in camp. They're finding ways to get him the ball. You know, he's behind Mark Andrews, I know, but this Baltimore team does not have a lot of receiving options. And they're not going to want to run Lamar into the ground. I know Lamar's going to run the ball. I know they're going to get J.K. some handoffs even though J.K. is still dinged up. But you look at, you know, who else they got besides Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. You know, Devin Duvernay is their other top option. I mean, it's not real deep there. They just signed uh, Demarcus Robinson, who had a great preseason finale after getting released by the the Raiders. But just with Isaiah Likely there, I think they're going to find ways to get him the ball. And I think, you know, in a year or two, he's going to really develop and, and figure out his role in the NFL, especially in that offense. Other guy, Brevin Jordan, you look at him coming down the stretch last year, posted nearly a 20% target rate per route run. And he finished top 12 four times over his last nine weeks. So him and Davis Longneck Mills started to form a little bit of a bond there. And so I know they've they've brought in some new receiving pieces. They've got, you know, Nico Collins there, brought OJ Howard in. Brevin is one of the top options there. So I think he's got a good shot to really break out this year. Kind of become that, you know, late, you know, tight end 12 area guy. If uh, if the Texans offense can, you know, put up points, I think he's got a shot to surprise a lot of people. You know, he kind of – he's got a weird build for an NFL tight end. He's a little smaller. 
but he, he's athletic and I think he's he's a good sleeper pick for a lot of a lot of deep leagues. So those are my guys rolling with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, Saquon the quad father. I got Jerry Nohans, Judy, and then Isaiah Likely and Brevin Jordan are my two tight ends. All right, Connor, what you got? All right. Well, Billy and Austin took my my top two guys that I was big on this year and Jalen and Kirk. So I, I thought I'd go a slightly different route. A guy that's definitely going to be a top 10 quarterback, but his draft position is just too high for me to uh, take him where he's going at. That's Patrick Mahomes. I know a lot of people are not going to like this pick, but he's just not worth it. I mean, he's being drafted, you know, QB three at the lowest in, in leagues. And he lost, you know, his, his best receiver and they have a very, very weak run game up there. And teams are just starting to figure him out. Uh, He's coming off, one of his worst finishes so far in his career. And I just don't, I I can't justify taking him over guys like Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, and Justin Herbert. You know, they're, they're just people that are going at the same time that I feel like have a better chance at scoring more than him. And so I just think that you've kind of got to, got to sit out on him. You know, it's a, it's a deep quarterback league this year. There are at least 16 guys that I'd be comfortable starting on my team and just his asking price is too much for me. Moving on to running back, though, you got James Conner. James Conner was an absolute animal last season. He was the running back that had the second most rushing touchdowns in the league, even though he was only used on 58% of the offensive snaps. He's getting everything inside the 20s. I mean, you just can't, you can't argue with that. Granted, his, uh, his total yardage last season was barely over 1,100. But you got to think, this year they're not going to have Chase Edmonds. D-Hop's going to be out the first eight weeks. I mean, you got to expect big things from him coming into the year. Uh, his ceiling is up at the you know top five RBs, and he's being drafted at RB13. Uh, that's just a value that you can't beat. I mean, I know that there are a lot of good running backs in the league, but where you can get him late in the fifth, sixth round of a lot of drafts, you've got to be comfortable taking that option. He's going to have a similar workload, if not even higher this season. Wide receiver, uh, not really a sexy pick here. I'm going to a guy that broke out at the end of last season. That's Amon Ross St. Brown. The first 11 games of the season, stat line, 39 catches, 352 yards, zero touchdowns. Then week six or week thirteen happened. And he started scoring over 125 points for the rest of the season. Wide receiver two from that point on on the year. I mean, he had I think six touchdowns in the last six weeks, and just absolutely going off. Anybody that picked him up off the waivers on a fluke, you know, you heard about him after that point. I gotta say, you know, they've added a bunch of weapons, but you can't argue with that production. I mean. Jamison Williams is going to be hurt to start the year. They're going to have to, you know, work back into the offense, but he's going to have some opportunities. They know they've got a solid option there with him. I think he's going to be a, a locked-in wide receiver, too, for the season, and you're going to be able to get him late. Tight end, like Billy, I got two guys that I'm just huge on. Uh, the first guy, Irv Smith, I was expecting huge things from him last season before that preseason injury took him out. Uh they don't have Jack Conklin anymore, so that's going to be a big help for him. And also, if you were listening to Austin Kirk Cousins, 
guy's going to have a good season. Adam Thielen's starting to drop off a little bit as much as I hate to say it, but you know, you just got to, you got to believe in it. Irv Smith, he's got the talent. He's got the opportunity and, you know, teams are going to be planning for JJ and Irv and Dalvin Cook. They're not looking out for Irv Smith, really. They don't have the tape on him. He hadn't done much in his career yet, except, you know, all he's really done is at the end of 2020 with no Kyle Rudolph, he was 15 catches, 183 yards, and three touchdowns. He was tied in four at that time. So, you know, at only 23 years old, going at tight end 14 in drafts, he's an absolute steal late for you. And then uh, last guy I have up here, Dalton Schultz. Uh, he was mentioned a little bit earlier, but, I mean, this guy has been amazing since 2020. Since the start of 2020, three tight ends have scored more than him. Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and Darren Waller. That's after playing with five quarterbacks. So he played with Dak Prescott, and then Andy Dalton, Cooper Rush, and Garrett Gilbert, and Ben DiNucci. Most of those guys would not want throwing your guy the ball, but he's produced with each and every one of them. Guy's almost quarterback proof. You can't, you can't beat that. You know what else is making his value go up? No more Blake Jarwin. No more Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup's missing probably the first three weeks of the season. I mean, with the with the value that he's at, the production that he's shown he can do, and the the loss of all those weapons around him, the man is going off this season. Now he's going to be a probably top three tight end, uh, and you just can't you can't sit back on him. This is a guy you need to target probably by the fourth fifth round. Uh, I I think he's got a good chance to be top three. Mike Williams is a stud. Keenan Allen, stud, Josh Palmer, a bona fide wide receiver three there. And, uh, you know, Austin Eckler, one yeah, of the, probably the best pass catching back. Eh, yeah, I'll say it. The best pass catching back in the NFL right now. Him and Alvin Kamara. But uh, I, I, I'd put Eckler there with him. Um, so Justin Herbert's going to be crazy. The Chargers are going to have a great season. That AFC West is going to be absurd. I want to watch every single game played in that division this year uh, because they're all going to be insane. But I think the Chargers come out on top of the AFC West. I like their team a lot. I'm betting on them to win the AFC West. And that's why I think they're going to give Herbert the MVP. If you can beat out Patrick Mahomes to win your division, you deserve the MVP. All right, Connor, who you got? MVP. I got Josh Allen this year. Uh, coming at the last time we saw him, man was pissed coming off the field. Did not get a chance to win the game after he threw the touchdown pass that should have won the game. But, you know, I just think he's going to keep that momentum going. He's coming into this year begging for the football in his hands. I mean, he, there, there's no way that – he does anything less than an MVP caliber season, I think, coming out, barring an injury. Uh, but he he's playing for revenge. He wants that Super Bowl. He knows he should have got a chance this past season. But he, he's coming out, and he's firing on all cylinders. I think he's got a big chance to win it. Billy, who you got? I'm going off the – not off the radar here, but kind of off the rail. I'm going Derek Carr. Jeez. I'm going Derek Carr. You look at last year. There's for 4,800 yards, fifth in the NFL. 4,800 yards, 
23 touchdowns, which was, you know, eh, a little low. Could have been better. Uh, but then, you know, he's, he's right around the middle of the pack in QBR. Um, interceptions, he, 14. So a little up there. But I think you look at the weapons he has now, you know, coming with uh, you got Devontae Adams, still got Hunter Renfro there, still got Darren Waller. The O-line is the only thing that concerns me. The O-line is thin. The O-line is banged up. Uh, I've been sitting on this pick for a while. I really like Derek Carr this year. Um, saying he's going to be MVP, it's really bold. I could see – I was down between him and Russell Wilson. I think the man who has never received an MVP vote in his career who definitely deserves one in Russell, in Russell Wilson is, you know, right there with Derek Carr for me. Um, Derek Carr is just kind of like a fun, a fun, different pick. You know, I went, I kind of went off the, off the radar, but you look at all the stuff that happened last year as well with rugs, um, Gruden getting fired, all the stuff that happened off the field, uh, for the Raiders. And he was still able to lead them to the playoffs and, uh, still put up good numbers. So that's my pick for MVP. I'm going, I'm going Derek Carr going off the rails. So we'll see how that goes. Austin offensive player of the year. Who are you thinking? Justin Jefferson. Let's go. I'm seconding uh, that right there. Listen, you already heard my Kirk Cousins spiel. Love this whole offense. Justin Jefferson will be considered the best wide receiver in the NFL going into next year. He's already considered top three, top four. Uh, I think he will be widely considered. He even said it himself. After this year, he will be considered the best wide receiver in the NFL. And that's not just fantasy. That's like actual NFL player. Well, I, like NFL top 100, he'll be in the top five. Like, dude, I just, I'm all in on the Vikings offense. And it mostly revolves around co- head coach Kevin O'Connell and Justin Jefferson. Connor, are you going Justin Jefferson as well? I was too. He He's my pick this year. Uh, I mean, he, he was close last year, I thought. Had a great season, but I think this is the year that he really pulls away with it. Uh, he, he's going to be special. He's going to be around for a few more years, but I think this is the year he takes it away. Uh, they, they've got a great scheme. He's at the perfect fit for it. And like Austin was saying, Kirk Cousins is going to have a season. It's it's just everything is going to come together. It's going to be the perfect storm of things for that Vikings offense, and, and J.J. is going to lead the way. Yes, yeah, so I'm down between two LSU guys, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. Those are my two picks. Um, since you guys went with Justin Jefferson, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. You look at what since he did in the offseason, they got some more protection around Joey B, Joe Shiesty. Um, Gave him a little more time in the pocket. So I think, you know, just strengthening that relationship that they already have, um, that they've been growing for years now with him and Jamar. Uh, I think Jamar's set up for a really good year. Um, but I, I do like the Justin Jefferson pick. I, I cannot lie about that. All right, so Depoy, Austin, who are you going with? I'm going with Max Crosby. I think this year he will lead the league in sacks and defensive like quarterback pressures, quarterback hits. I think he will be top of the list in all of those. And I'm just super excited. Again, AFC West, like Billy mentioned both those guys for his uh, MVPs, you know, over there. And I mentioned, so we've got three of the four quarterbacks I mentioned. Oh, and by the way, the other one's Pat Mahomes. So there's going to be a lot of high scoring games, a lot of opportunity to rush the passer. 
Max Crosby is going to take the most, make the most of it. All right. TJ Watt, he stays healthy. He is great at getting through the, the O-line. I, I think he follows in his brother's footsteps. He's super disruptive in the past game. And getting to the quarterback, I can't think of a young guy that uh, he's going to be a, a bright spot on a not great Steelers team, I think. Do you guys know, can you guys name the last safety to win Depoy in what year? Going once, going twice. Sold. It's Troy Polamalu in 2010. Derwin James is going to win the defense player of the year this year. Loaded defense, you know, a lot of good offenses in that division, but Derwin James is a beast. Uh, he's finally healthy, you know, coming back off a year where he was fully healthy. So we'll see how he can come in this year. And plus, he's got a lot of help around him now. Loaded defense. Austin, who you guys are your offensive and defensive rookie of the year? Um, I mean, you know, normally you, you have to say, you know, that's the most of these things are quarterbacks, you know, to have the first best options to, you know, win these sorts of awards, but I'm going to go with a little bit of a different route. I'm going sky more. I think he's going to lead the chiefs receiving core this year. I think he'll be, have the most yards, uh, out of the receivers, Travis Kelsey will lead the team, but he'll lead the receivers. I'm expecting big things from Sky Moore. Um, and then defensively, Aiden Hutchinson, a stud. He's just going to come out. He's still in Michigan, you know, where he played college ball. He's comfortable. This uh, defense is going to feature him. And what a team that's not going to have a lot of bright spots, he's going to shine. And so I think he's going to take the defensive for my uh, offensive rookie of the year, as of today, uh, the road just got paved for Damian Pierce of the Houston Texans. Uh, I think that he's just going to have uh, an outstanding season. He had a great preseason. Uh, it just got cleared all the way for him with Marlon Mack being released. Seems like they obviously have a lot of faith in him. I think that they've uh, made a, a good choice. Uh, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. On defense, I got to go with uh, Jordan Davis. The, it's a big boy. That Eagles defense is going to be nice. Uh, Eagles team all around. I think they're going to be contenders. I think he's going to be a big part of that. I think he's going to come out and make a, a big impact early on. All right, my offensive rookie of the year, Connor, went right down my alley. My boy, EP. You know, the Texans offense, it's going to be bad. All right. But Damian Pierce, he's going to get a lot of work. They love him down in Houston, so I got him as my offensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year, I'm going Sauce Gardner. The dude is just a nightmare on the corner. I think he's going to match up well, especially in the AFC East. Wrapping it up here, Austin, Super Bowl champion. Who you got? The Minnesota – no, I'm just kidding. I'm just um, I'm going to, I think I spoiled it earlier with my MVP pick. I'm taking the chargers. I just, I think that they're going to be insane this year. Just Herbert's going to ascend to another plane of football existence this year. And they're, they've got the gauntlet of the AFC West to go through all year. 
and that will prepare them for the playoffs. Connor, what you think? I got Josh Allen and the Bills. You know, they were they were right there on the cusp last season. Uh, I think that they're coming out, you know, just the same way I think he's winning MVP. The whole team's coming out hurt. They're coming out strong. Uh, I think that they, they're keeping a lot of the main pieces together. They're keeping that core. That's a strong team coming out, a strong conference. Uh, I think they'll be just fine. I think they're going to kind of cruise most of the way through into the playoffs and then fight some hard games. But I think that Bills team is is tough, and they're going to be there. I got the San Francisco 49ers. I think this is one of the most talented rosters in football. You look at their division, I don't trust the Cardinals. They lost a lot this year, Um, defensively especially. Their defense is – uninspiring to say the least. But I think with Trey, if Trey Lance can figure it out this year, um, and even if he can't, they still got the safety blanket of Jimmy G. Um, I just, I don't know. I think the AFC is going to beat each other up. I think the NFC is an easier path this year to get there. I just, I just like the, uh, I like the 49ers. I think they got a loaded team and, and they're looking good. So that about wraps it up for us guys. That's the first pod in the books. First one down, many more. First to come. episode. Yeah, we're looking forward to a lot more episodes. We're going to be doing some, you know, cool stuff uh, with fam sports. Um, try to do some giveaways here. Even if we get, you know, good crowd of you guys listening weekly. Uh, try to do some giveaways, see what we can do. But anyway, guys, we appreciate the listen. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, you know, hit us up. We'll try to drop our, our social media stuff uh, in the description of this. So you guys can hit us up. Let us know what you think. Any recommendations, comments. So we'll be wrapping this up, guys, and we'll see you next time. Appreciate it. Bye, guys. See you next time. See ya.